one day you'll tell the story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom. A story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative. Where truth lives. So this is Eric Schmidt's uh, Twitter. Uh, six occasions in the last few years, he's apparently written this thing called Fight Tyranny, Crush Marxism, Love America. That's his big battle cry. He wants to crush Marxism. And Eric, you're a very dogged researcher has proven that maybe he wants to crush Marxism, but he sure likes Chinese communism because in several ways, he's been very supportive of the Chinese Communist Party. And we, of course, are covering a lot of this this year on Narrative. We're doing a lot of coverage in our dragon's tale about how China has been secretly behind a lot of the rise of MAGA. And this is one way they've been doing it through backing local politicians over many years mm -hmm. to supporting all these unusual things. It was so stunning, but that uh, Schmidt was proposing a China hub in St. Louis and that it was involved turning the local airport into a hub for Chinese cargo. That is how opposed he is to tyranny and Marxism that he wanted to establish an even larger commercial link, St. Louis and Missouri, one of the main commercial links with the tyrannical Marxist regime. And this sounds to me like he was planning on basically opening up a Chinese-run airport so they could ship American goods. Look at how easily they could now ship goods directly from their own airports in St. Louis all the way to wherever they wanted to go. And uh, look how they threw Alaska. They'd be right there in China and goods or people. And because it would be a Chinese-owned airport. I mean, how would you control what was on those planes? I'm not sure if they were proposing Chinese ownership. It was mainly privatization, which has been a push that's gone on, intensified after Trump's election. They wanted to make St. Louis Lambert Airport into a place that would have direct flights to Beijing, I believe daily, and a, an enhanced cargo hub, but would be no longer a public entity that's owned by the city and the county. I think there, I forget there's some complicated ownership there, but they were going to make it all private. And one of the guys behind that was a local billionaire by the name of Rex Sinkafield. And there was a huge push for it for a while. Some of the local politicians who were part of that push for the local airport have now been charged and are pleading guilty to being bribed by now convicted drug dealers from the Middle East. Rex Sinkafield happens to be Mr. Schmidt's biggest independent backer. He's one of the major ones. There are other more colorful characters too. And you know, field, it should be said, backs, came here back from California in 2006 and just started backing pretty much every nonprofit organization, political movements, all sorts of candidates. Where is the source of Rex's money? I haven't researched that sufficiently to say. 
Sarah, this sounds bizarre. I know this uh, proposal was in 2011, I guess it first came out, but it sounds bizarre in the context of where we are geopolitically today and our, our not very friendly relations with China. And here we are with a GOP, he was then Senator, and now he's a US Senate candidate, really with very friendly relations with China in proposing a cargo airport run by the Chinese in Missouri and seemingly in, very, in great favor of this and backed by these donors that are of questionable sourcing. So foreign own, ownership of farmland has really been an issue for years and years, but in up until about 2013, there was a, a lot of, there were a lot of limits on who could own Missouri farmland. In 2013, a bill passed to allow some foreign ownership and right after that, Smithfield bought up a whole bunch of land in Missouri. Which is a Chinese and, owned entity. Yes. And so he was the guy who, who voted for he was uh, the, one of the senators who voted for it. Yes. So here's a fact check from your local newscast. Let's just run through this. People can see that the local news there has covered this new scandal involving Mr. Schmidt and involving him approving the purchase of farmland by foreign countries, including, and mostly by China. Commercial says if Schmidt likes China owning Missouri farmland, he should be a broker for them. Instead, as a politician, he voted twice to let selfies controlled by China for Missouri farmland. Accurate. In 2013, the then state senator voted to permit foreign ownership of farmland, any nation, not just China. Now, Governor Jay Nixon vetoed that, but Schmidt and others successfully overrode it. So, how much Missouri land do Chinese businesses own? 146,000 acres worth so far. Accurate. That is from the Center for Strategic and International Studies, a national security think tank. Most of it from the WH Group, formerly Smithfield Foods. Now, the USDA says as of 2021, 1.1% of Missouri ag land is foreign-owned. The state limit is 1.1%. China, however, is not among the top foreign owners. They're not even in the top five. And Missouri is not even close to the top among states either. So as a state senator, Eric Schmidt did vote to allow foreign-owned businesses to buy Missouri farmland, not just China. Foreign ownership of ag land in Missouri is 1.1%, just over the state's legal limit. So there's more to the details than the commercial shows. Now that's not entirely true, because what he's mixing there the national figures for the amount of farmland that's been sold to foreign countries versus the state figures, which, so in other words, when you listed those countries saying that Canada and other countries might own more farmland in, in the United States, that's not necessarily true for Missouri, where it could be a lot more Chinese land that's been land bought by the Chinese there than elsewhere in the union. Well, we don't keep records here. The only people who have to report that they own that their foreign entities owning farmland are the entities that don't file W-9s. So if they file a W-9, they don't have to let the state know that they have purchased the farmland. We don't really know. It could be yeah, much more than 1.1%. It could be any number of things. And clearly he's in favor of it. He voted for it twice. And considering uh, China has a real issue feeding its people, they're running out of food and arable land to feed their people. The idea that they're buying up U.S. farmland and top uh, pork producer in the United States, and then also wanting to open up a cargo airport right next to the farmland where they could ship that food home, it looks like he's in favor of a Marxist enterprise. A lot of people don't know this. In the 90s, there was a speech or publication given by some People's Liberation Army of China generals, mm. military leaders, 
who were exploring a plan to release bioweapons in Canada and the United States with the end goal of taking over our farmland to feed their people. They have lots of aggressive long-term plans like this. Yeah. So we have a pathogen that comes from Wuhan, China, which is also where they make the precursor chemicals for fentanyl, by the way. Mm -hmm. It comes from Wuhan, it infects everybody here, and Eric Schmidt doesn't want people to wear masks so they can transmit this pathogen and, and then he makes it so that you can sell China farmland. Wow, Eric Schmidt is the best friend of these PLA generals from the 1990s who wanted us all dead so they could take our farmland. So it all fits together in an evil plan here. Yeah, it I does. I mean, optically, it looks like he's supporting China in all these policies and these plans. And that is, of course, the number one thing he's claiming to oppose. I mean, the biggest fear amongst MAGA Republicans is that the takeover of a people like the Chinese communists, that basically the liberals are going to turn their country into a Marxist state. And in fact, here he is, the Senate candidate for Missouri, for the Republican Party is in fact in lockstep, at least with the policies of China locally there in Missouri. It's frightening because I don't think it's just Missouri. I think it's in other parts of America. And who knows how many local politicians are on the Chinese payroll. I mean, it's certainly the way they do business in China. And that to me is the most worrying. And of course, the big reveal is that he's also being funded by a man known to be a agent of China. Tell us a little bit about how Steve Wynn ties into oh. the wonderful world of Eric Schmidt. So Steve Wynn is one of Eric Schmidt's financial backers, one of the earliest backers for his national campaign for the United States Senate. And he's a guy that owns casinos in Macau, which is controlled by Beijing. And here's the through line between Missouri organized crime, not only to Beijing, but also to North Korea. So the guys over on the right, you'd have to be a real aficionado, a real history buff for organized crime. The picture above Chicago, that is one James Jimmy Hoffa of the Teamsters Union mm -hmm. out of Chicago. Heard of him. And to his left is Morris Schenker, who was his the personal attorney to Jimmy Hoffa, who was based in St. Louis. And the Schenker took the Teamsters Pension Fund and bought the Dunes Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, which was bought by a gentleman out of Boston by the name of Steve Wynn in around, I think, 1981. And so Wynn, as we know, has been funding Mr. Schmidt of late. But where was the real action at? It didn't just stop in Las Vegas. A couple major donors to the GOP, both were casino owners in Macau, which is a special zone where foreigners are allowed to own casinos. So there's Sheldon Adelson, who was one of the 2016 finance chairs for the GOP, also a huge figure in Israeli politics as well. Oh, yeah, um, $40 million donation he gave in 2016 to fund the GOP and to fund Donald Trump's election in 2016. That's right. So he had the Sands Casino in Macau and Wynn had the Wynn Macau. Uh, in Macau, former Portuguese colony, just outside, it's right a short hop from Hong Kong, yep. whereas Hong Kong was British, Macau was Portuguese, and it went back over to independence in 1997. And it, it is the portal for the North Korean regime. That's where they can get goods and money mm. in and out of so they can launder cash. It's interesting to see the North Korean connection because I found another one in the foreign agents registration database to former Congressman Lacey Clay from St. Louis. Mm. After he left the Congress, Lacey Clay went over to Pillsbury Winthrop, which is a lobbying firm in Washington, DC. And he was doing, I think it's called the Kaesong 
industrial area, which is in North Korean territory, and it South Korean companies access to North Korean slave labor at tiny wages mm. and uh, is very profitable. And that's being represented by an agent out of St. Louis to influence the U.S. government's policies towards that North Korean, South Korean project. Now, Mr. Meanwhile, Witt is under investigation and in fact, he's indicted because he has failed to fill in the FARA form as a registered agent of China because he's involved. That's right. He was involved with a really unusual thing involving our friend Guo Wengi. How is he involved with Guo Wengi? Well, first I pulled the FEC database here. You've got Steve Wynn and also his wife, Andrea, whose family has a very interesting background as well, very international. They've maxed out their donations, it seems, to Mr. Schmidt. Now, Wynn, of course, is currently under indictment for failing, for refusing to register with the National Security Division of the Department of Justice as an agent of China. Now, what was he up to? He got orders directly from Beijing to try and influence Trump to extradite Guo Wengi because he's a bad guy and the Chinese do not like him, even though I come to understand that Guo is still able to like withdraw money from the, the mainland of China, the way none of their other real dissidents are. Yeah. So that's interesting. And Guo is partnered with Bannon, who's a has lots of connections with China as well. But when you look at the conflicts of interest there, Wynn is operating casinos in Macau. And he depends on casino licenses because that money perhaps washes North Korean cash from their mobbed up regime, maybe heroin money from Thailand, the Golden Triangle. It's hard to say, but Macau is under Beijing's control. So basically if Wynn wants to still do business there, he's got to listen to China. So he Eric, I'm really sorry, I mean, Robert needs to hop off, but I just want to give him one word. What do you hope is done now with the schools? And what do you think the message needs to be to supporters of Schmidt and others in Missouri who supports its cover-up? Everyone's outraged or everyone appears outraged about Agape right now. Well, let's prevent this from happening again. I am hopeful in the school closing very soon. I think they're toast, many way you look at it. So I hope they close. And uh, in terms of uh, Eric Schmidt's campaign, are you encouraging people to not vote for him on account of the fact that he neglected the kids for such a long time? Oh yeah, of course. I've been begging Eric Schmidt for the last year and a half. I've got probably hundreds, if not thousands of emails to his office asking for help. And he finally decided to help after a year and a half. Well, hopefully he's paying attention to the show tonight and hopefully voters in Missouri and also voters everywhere who are considering voting for the GOP or for senators in the GOP are taking a good look at the candidates and really who their supporters are and what they've done in their political history in their local regions. Robert, thank you again for being on the show. Let's get back to that slide because I am curious to know where it lands up. It's to recap there, you've got Steve Wynn alleged to be a Chinese agent who in 2017 got a note, a message from the head of the, of the security services in China, or someone in government in China. And he relayed that message to Donald Trump in 2017 saying, please extradite Guo Wengi, who is alleged to be a Chinese spy himself, but was at that time under an investigation for doing all sorts of things with Steve Bannon, like the, that build the wall scandal that they did. So the premise, I guess, is that the Chinese wanted their spy back. So they were asking Steve Wynn to ask Donald Trump to extradite Guo so he could return to China. All of this is, seems a sidebar issue, but in fact, it isn't because Steve Wynn is a funder of Eric Schmidt's. Yeah. I mean, the Schmidt campaign has taken money from a man who's 
livelihood depends on illicit money in China and uh, possibly in North Korea. And he's under the orders of a foreign government. And Eric Schmidt says he doesn't like tyranny and doesn't like Marxism, but he has no compunction taking their money. So you've got three things here. You've got the airport, you've got the farmland, you've got Steve Wynn. I mean, it's a lot of arrows pointing to Mr. Schmidt having ties to China, at least maybe not direct ties, but he sure does look like he has some ties to China or he wouldn't have all this fact pattern around him, which it seems to indicate a Chinese background at least, or Chinese support. But there's nothing more serious right now than the threat of democracy posed by China and Russia, who seems to be actively targeting democracy around the world and certainly targeting democracy in the United States. And just because your politician isn't on the front pages of every newspaper in the country, it doesn't mean that on a local level, they're not involved in exactly the kind of activity we're seeing here potentially, which is subverting the law, trying to find ways of increasing their position in terms of the market share, in terms of farmland, in terms of supporting Chinese interests in your market. And you're sure some people are getting rich of that and good for them. But on the other hand, it's probably running at the cost of so many others who deserve the attention of these local politicians and they're not getting them. I just want to say thank you for having me. Agape is, it really deserves a lot of attention, but it's not the only school we've touched on this. I mean, there's quite a few license exempt schools in Missouri and they say they take troubled boys, but they take kids with ADHD and oppositional de defiant de disorder. They take kids who are not far off from typical and that that's really problematic because they take these kids and there's no oversight on how they're treated. Representative Sarah Ansiker, a Democrat from District 91 in Missouri. Thanks for being here tonight. Really appreciate your time. Eric, I'll leave you the last word. It's not just about Schmidt because underneath that one public official and that one candidacy, there's an entire network in Missouri and in the United States. We are a civilized nation. We are a nation based on the rule of law. And there is no reason that we cannot have a safe, just country where people are protected. And when crimes are committed, they are prosecuted. That is what we deserve. And the leaders that we elect, they need to provide that. We have a genius system that would allow us to provide that justice and provide that protection for the citizens of these United States. We deserve that and we deserve nothing less. And we are being failed, not just by this one candidate, but from sea to shining sea. And it is time to step up and do better. What a powerful way to end. Uh, thank you, Sarah Ansika, Eric Garland, and Robert Buckland for being on Narratives. Every minute of Narratives reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative, where truth lives.